0: that's it yeah no yeah, no get get uh get it on get it get it on yeah and get it off yeah welcome to get it on and get it off i'm get it on and i'm get it off and we're here to take your questions about the wonderful world of intimacy yep in video games we're both in the video game intimacy experts
1: that's right who's your favorite video game relationship uh it's lara
0: croft and those pistols nice and those pistols nice you mean her shoes Uh uh-huh she's got good shoes yeah that one game where there was snow and she had that jacket oh yeah yeah
1: i like a girl with two
0: guns and a long jacket hell yeah like that cake song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take your calls here to talk about, you know, video games and such. That I read more of that uh, Black Ops 4 story that Polygon put up. That's right. Breaking news. That's uh, that's pretty wild. It sounds like they may, like, get way into some co-op stuff as a way to try to offset it. And the story seems to imply that maybe there was a campaign that just wasn't coming together. Oh. Which is pretty wild. Um. Huh. Uh, a thing to cut, I guess, but I don't know. Um, They are going to announce more about that game next month, I believe. So we will know more about it relatively soon. Uh, Anyway, we are ready to take your calls over uh, discord and also uh, take your questions in here via the chat. There's an ask a question button at the top of our chat. If you're watching live and uh, information details and uh, info and stuff about how to get hold of us via discord are, uh, sitting there in the chat as well. Um, I've got some questions here that I can get into. Hit me. Um, Yoko. Oh no, you didn't asks any thoughts on the SNK 40th anniversary collection for the switch. Eh. It's cool. I mean, there's a lot of there are there are pre Neo Geo SNK games that I like, like Akari uh, Warriors and Vanguard and stuff like that. Uh, that'll like Athena and stuff that'll probably be represented there. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I, I'm curious to check it out. Uh, uh, some of the people that are working on it, I know, are uh, like seem to care a lot about getting that sort of stuff right, uh, which is potentially cool uh, to have like some historical uh, things of interest in that collection about, about SNK's kind of early days. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but like, uh, you know, a lot of the games are not like amazing games. So they kind of have to have a lot of them, I think to, to get, to make it a value, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I haven't really looked into it too closely, but the, the number of games I saw or the, the names of the games I saw, I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's a cool collection. I will happily take a look at that. Um, Let's see here. Ray Spencer says, how do you feel about game series that fairly drastically change their play style after many consistent games like God of War or Assassin's Creed? I think over the years, you have to make those changes. You know, like it has, things have to evolve. You can't just keep putting out the same thing over and over again. Like that's, you know, like people would fall off and and not continue to play those games uh, if if they didn't make changes, I like the idea of, you know, like, cause also I think, you know, the, the type of game that God of war was as, you know, kind of got out of style, uh, you know, and to get back into that, you'd probably have to like, I don't know, make it more like a platinum game, you know, put it on par with that sort of stuff. I don't know. God of war never seemed like it was that as good as some of those platinum games were, I guess when it came to that type of character action, um, so, I don't know. I, I, as someone who, who didn't like God of War uh, ever before, Like this is cool because it's a God of War game that I am actually super interested in, weirdly enough, and did not expect that when they announced it. So, uh, so I think that's cool. Um, I think things have to change. Things have to evolve. Um, you can't keep putting out the same thing forever. My understanding is that we have a call. That's true, Jeff. How did you know? I just, I have a sense about me. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
2: Hello, this is Nick from San Jose. Longtime listener, first time caller.
1: Hello,
0: Nick. Uh, what's on your What's on your mind? Are you proud of yourself that you're the first person to say that
1: on the callin' show? I am. Yeah, I've been listening for quite a while, Excellent. and no one's ever gone through
2: the. Uh,
0: I feel like we we've, we've been doing it just long enough to where you can say that <laughs> yeah. now. Where the, the only other way for it to work is if the very first call said it. exactly. So, yeah. Uh, what's on your mind?
2: Uh, so, uh, about the past nine months, I've been playing pretty much PUBG constantly. Yeah. Uh, I had this goal of getting to a hundred wins and I finally got to it last night. Wow. And where do I go from here? <laughs> Two hundred wins. Yeah. Uh, I've, a uh, hundred wins has taken about 1200 hours. Okay. That's, so I'm not uh, sure I'm willing to dump another 1200.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's the, the mix on those in terms of like, uh, solos, squads, duos, like, like what's, what's your breakdown?
2: Uh, probably mostly squads. I probably have six or seven duos, maybe a dozen or six, seven solos,
0: a dozen duos. So what and I'm hearing the, is that the rest you need to be squads. going for a hundred solo victories. Because yeah. Then, then it's all you. There's no, you know, no one can ever make an argument that, that you were carried or anything like that. You did it yourself. You. So. But then
2: I also can't make the argument of my other team letting me down when I lose. Fair enough. Fair right? enough. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the
0: Dota defense. Yeah. Um, so uh,
2: another thing that somebody suggested is maybe I should try to play like all of the Battle Rail games so I checked out Radical Heights I got a win in that last Saturday that was kind of fun but Mm. now I'm looking at Fortnite and that seems like a pretty big hill to
0: climb so well they let you build so climbing hills is actually relatively easy uh, you know once you start (laughs) laying down the stairs and stuff Uh, yeah I don't know I I think that would be an interesting change of pace because like the well Radical Heights I mean how how did you feel about that like how how different from PUBG did you ultimately find it (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Like I, I
2: felt like I was entering it just like a PUBG game, strategy wise. I was playing some duos, so I was there with a a partner. Um, uh, I don't know. I like the the gun feel felt a lot better to me than Fortnite did. Mm, yeah. Uh, so for that reason, I kind of want to keep with Radical Heights, but it's just so there's so much work left to be done on that game.
0: Right. That. Yeah. If
2: I'm interested in playing that in six months. I like not to be burned down on it today.
0: Definitely, yeah. I, I feel like there's there's so much work to be done on that thing that it's hard to necessarily feel great about investing a ton of time in it right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like Fortnite is all the rage. That's where the money's made. <laughs> it's, it's Fortnite apparently. Um, but yeah, I don't know what what other stuff sort of stuff do you play? Because I, I I might say like, hey maybe parlay this into a different competitive game completely or maybe just get into some story-based stuff for a little while just kind of change it up
2: yeah the the other option is i've had a like 400 plus steam games that are completely untouched yeah. i've only done like 12 hours of wolfenstein 2 which is a shame i got like doki doki literature club mm-hmm. uh still Finish breath of the wild just a lot of stuff that i could just uh kind of take a back burner on the competitive uh high stress gaming and yeah maybe try and try something a little different.
0: Yeah I might try to lay back for a little while and get into some of that. Cool. Dokie all right thanks. Well thanks thanks
1: Jeff thanks man. Yep.
0: Bye. See ya. It's a lot of hours. That is. Yeah. What's your hour count in Dota? Five thousand five four thousand nine thousand? Not not that far. Eight thousand eight thousand six and a half?
1: Six. Okay. Says, and uh, this.
0: how much of that is actually playing the Dota?
1: I'd say probably more than half.
0: Okay, <clears throat> it's been you know seven years, eight years. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's yeah, that's that's a good long time. Yeah, um, Kyan says, any plans to cover the new Battletech game? I, I'm interested in taking a look at a Battletech game kind of see how it comes out sometimes uh you know i want those games to establish like a good balance between like the sim style stuff but still kind of be like fun on the shooter end of things too and that's a hard balance to strike um but i will always at least look at a new BattleTech game and see if it's uh if it's anything for me i played some mech warrior i put some of that last mech warrior that came out and uh like i was like oh this is this seems good but I just never stuck with it. I don't know. It just, uh, like it seems well made for what it is, but you didn't kinda... want to co- hard commit to being a mech warrior guy. No, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Was not ready for that. <clears throat> um, uh, um, Swift area says Jeff Minter revealed that Polybius still has not broken. Even is there any future for arcade games? I mean, I guess that's kind of an arcadey kind of game, but it's not in an arcade. Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, like that's, uh, like Polybius is really cool. I think it's a really cool VR thing. So that's kind of a double whammy there of like, you know, it's, it's, it's easy. I think for people who aren't familiar with Jeff Minter's stuff to write it off as like this kind of frivolous little thing. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's best suited for virtual reality. So, you know, that's kind of an uphill battle there in terms of user base and all that other stuff. Um, so yeah i don't know i think that polybius has a chance to get there he has said that uh, they intend to put polybius onto pc uh at some point here once tempest 4000 is completely out of the way though it sounds like these days he's doing some other port work for some of his other games um so i would i would love to see polybius hit pc um though i i broke down and i mean i I bought a playstation vr specifically to play more polybius um and that's that's actually the only thing i've played on it so far uh since like, i picked it up um yeah, it's a it's a fantastic mess of a game. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, I, I recommend it if you've if you've got a a PlayStation VR. I think it's a it's it's like a wildly fast and frenetic experience that that a lot of other stuff doesn't really do. Um, and and that's cool. But you know, at the same time, like if if you've got PC based VR, I, I would say you know wait, take a look at that uh, when it comes out, assuming it is still coming out. Um. Let's see. Chaos 6 says, if PSO3 was a thing, what kind of changes would you want to see made? Ah, uh, you know, release it in English. That'd be cool. I don't know. I tried playing um PSO2 Cloud, which is the Switch version of PSO2, and it won't let me play it because I did not realize that the cloud bit was literal. It is like a cloud-based game, and if you don't have a fast enough connection to their server, it will not let you play the game. What? Because uh, it is a cloud-based game. Um, like, I imagine, I think that means it is streaming video to you, and and you have to have a fast connection to their J- Japan-only servers uh, to, to get in. Um, so I was not able to do it it starts to play but then there's an error message showing up over the feed the whole time is a little cloud with a frowny face no it's all in japanese you can't yeah it's like whatever um i'm gonna bring in my switch and try it here maybe the internet here is a little bit faster and maybe it'll work or something but but hey who could say let's take another call sure thing hello caller hello caller what's your name where are you from hi hi i'm uh tuesday out in colorado um So I was going through my Steam uh, library full of nothing but quality gems Mm -hmm. and saw that Drake of the 99 Dragons had an update. Oh, good. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I was just wondering, like, I'm a bad game aficionado myself, and it it seems like they're treating it as, like, a historical piece. Like, they're adding backgrounds and, like, earlier dev builds and stuff. Weird. Just wondering if you had any games you wanted to see. Like, for me, I'd love to see Sonic 06 get, like, some kind of re-release and extra treatment, but that's because I speedrun it. Uh, any bad games in particular y'all would love to see more of this kind of good stuff added to? Yeah like like digging in the crates for like dev builds of old bad games that's huh thanks for your call um, yeah. yeah I don't know I'm trying to think like what would be I think MMOs would always be really interesting to see like earlier builds of that stuff uh, you know just digging into just like okay well what was this game originally and and, and how did it go as they continued to uh develop it i'm always curious like I, I think that stuff's really fascinating throughout like the 8 and 16 bit area i, I actually really like um there's a site called the cutting room floor uh tcrf dot net dot com i'm gonna look here dot net uh that is a good wiki filled with like you know uh dev build information or or unused graphics from earlier versions of the game that are still present in the final version of the game and weird shit like that uh i think that stuff's really cool um but i'm trying to think like what would be like a specific bad game i mean like night trap you know like like what but i guess some of that stuff kind of made its way out into that anniversary thing um hmm you know those cdi zelda games yeah I was just about to and, say and, that. And Hotel Mario. Like what... Did, you you want to think that those things just hatched, fully formed, and like here it is, perfection. Uh, but I'm sure that along the way they must have had different ideas about what those things were. Yeah. Um, just any sort of like
1: old, educational, like shitty ed- edu games, hmm. I feel like deserve a proper re-release. Yeah.
0: Like... Fatty Bear Fun Pack. Yeah, butt goes to the circus. They'll like
1: edit out like Zumbinis. Yeah, ed- edit out all the like questions about Pluto being a planet. Yeah, and edit out all the cursing. Yeah, uh, before they put it out.
0: Yeah, and add in some more nudity. Yeah, uh, I think that stuff would be cool. Uh, let's see what else I got here. If you had unlimited money and space, what wouldn't you buy? I don't know. Like, I don't think this I would kale kale i might buy some kale at some point i like it make some kale chips kale's gross you make it into kale chips it's less gross i'll just eat chips okay what about would you drink like a kale blazer no that's the 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 odwalla kale yeah no thing. i just drink a like a mighty mango yeah i can choke down a kale blazer <sighs> Seems like it might be good for you. I don't know. Well, that's the only thing I wouldn't buy. How about you? Um, hmm. The only thing I wouldn't buy cryptocurrencies. <laughs> Smart. Yeah.
1: You 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 want to stop at one million? You don't want to get too much money because then the government's
0: going to take. Well, if, yeah. If I've got unlimited money and space. Oh, is that it's unlimited? It's money unlimited and money and space. So it's kind of like yeah. You know, it's gold. I wouldn't buy much gold. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would not invest too heavily in any kind of jewelry or anything like that. That's not really my style. But at the same time, at some point, you would have the idea of just like, well, I need to get a fat rope chain because that's fun. Yeah, and, and like
1: I, I think I wouldn't buy a golf course because I don't know how to golf. But then, what if I had a golf course?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't buy a. I don't think I would buy a lot of businesses. Cause no, like, I mean just have, for my property. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I could be like Papa John, who has an 18 whole golf course in his house. Fuck
0: that though. Like the the thing about golf, like I don't I don't want to play the same golf course over and over again. I want a variety of golf courses. Right. So I would pay someone to reconfigure. Ooh. I would only have one space for one golf hole. But you like to flip some levers, lever, some levers, and it does it. You know, procedurally generates more golf. I'd actually having a mini golf course like
1: that. Yeah. on my property, just like different traps and stuff are active based on. Levers. Yeah. That sounds good. That does
0: sound good. Do we have the budget for that? Mm. For the office? I'll I'll ask. Okay. I think we're we're looking at spending our CapEx for the quarter here pretty soon. Maybe cool. we can put it all into that. Uh Hawk says, Do you think a Titanfall three could take the wind out of Call of Duty's sale with another great campaign? No, because I don't think there will be a Titanfall three this year. So So, you know, I don't don't think they'll go head-to-head this year. trying to think. Like, I guess they... they, Hmm. They would have announced Titanfall by now, right? Because they're working on that Star Wars game. They got bought by EA. Presumably, they're still doing a Titanfall sequel at some point. I mean, I guess that could be an E3 announcement that releases later this year. But I just... I feel like EA is going to go all in on, on Battlefield this year and hopefully not make the same mistake of having titanfall ship in between battlefield and call of duty uh because i think that was like a crappy thing to do to titanfall 2 yeah didn't deserve it yeah uh that game is on sale for like six bucks or something right now i saw might, you might have to be like playstation plus to get that price it might Titanfall might yeah it might only be on ps4 tremendous deal yeah hell of a deal hell of a deal Brinty writes in, uh, first question here, it says, uh, the new Castlevania phone game has 4v4 real-time multiplayer. Do you find this recent thing of all phone games being online multiplayer in that way weird? It seems like such a strange fit to me, but games like that are huge now, I guess. I I think, like, online multiplayer on phones is, like, a really novel and quaint thing that actually, like, makes it sort of a hassle? Yeah, like,
1: if... I, I would appreciate it. I like that sort of thing. Like, I got used to it with, like, uh, Hearthstone Mobile back when I was mm. playing that more. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, that I'm sure I'm not alone where there are parts... Of, I play most of my phone games during commutes. Yeah. And there are parts of my commute where I am unable to access the internet. And that just completely, like... Not only can I not play it during those moments, I'm not going to sign up... I'm not going to start a game at all knowing that those are coming. Right. Uh, so it makes it more of a hassle than the good part is worth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat, even though I don't have that type of commute. I think there's like, oh, well, if I was ever in a situation where I was like, let's play some phone games cause I'm stranded here and I got nothing else. Like, I don't think that's necessarily what I'm looking for. I, I want something that you're going to be in and out at any time because you don't know like, oh shit, this car's here. I got to go. Or, oh shit, my phone's ringing. Or, oh shit, I am done here in the bathroom. You know, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, I understand we have a call? That is true. We do have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from?
3: Hi, this is uh, Aaron from Houston.
0: Hi, Aaron. What's, uh, what's on your mind?
3: Yeah, so I was listening to um, a bombcast from a few weeks ago where you guys were talking about Sea of Thieves. And one of your criticisms was uh, there's just no real progression in the game. And um, it got me thinking about, like, uh, some other multiplayer games, because for me, like, I kind of came to age during the time of, like, Unreal Tournament 2K4 and, like, CS 1.6 games where, like, there wasn't really any, like, leveling up or, like, gearing up by playing the game. You kind of just dropped into a server, you know, and just played for fun and played to win versus, like, I feel like it really started with, like, Modern Warfare 1 where, like, you're you're gaining up, you're unlocking guns, et cetera. I'm just kind of curious what your guys' thoughts on sort of the switches because I feel like this is just how the the way things are with, like, these RPG elements and leveling up and gearing up and stuff in multiplayer, first-person shooters specifically. Like, do you think there will ever be a time where, like, arena shooters or games like... Obviously, Counter-Strike... like global offensive is still pretty popular but i feel like other than that it's usually like all like rpg elements leveling up like what do you think really caused that do you think we'll ever go back to like arena shooters being popular i i don't
0: i don't know that we will because i feel like that's something that people are trying to do right now in a variety of ways uh thanks for your call yeah where, where you have i mean like i think you can look at lawbreakers honestly um but even like the you look at the you know, the popular multiplayer shooters of the day, the, you know, Fortnights of the world and all that sort of stuff. Like that's just all cosmetics. Yeah. It um, feels like we're starting to slightly move back. Yeah. So, but, it, but it, it seems like it's, it's definitely like in that direction of just like, Hey, you know, it, like a game of PUBG, you spawn with nothing every time, you know, you're, you're not gaining any gameplay advantage unless you subscribe to the theory that certain clothes are better camo than others and, and, and want to play that sort of game. Um, but like, you know, Overwatch is all cosmetic with its leveling, but it still has leveling. Like, I think that's, even in in that way, like you still, it it makes you feel good when you lose, you know? Like, honestly, that's the the, maybe the best thing that came out of like the Modern Warfare 1 style uh, level progression is that you always felt like you were moving forward regardless of whether you won or lost. And so I think that brings players in. It makes the bad players feel like they have a reason to keep playing. Because I think you had a lot of players in the arena shooter days that were just getting hopelessly outgunned. And, you know, there's no skill-based matchmaking back then. You just jump on a server and hope for the best. And depending on who's on, you might just get your ass handed to you over and over again. Like, I certainly had that experience in Quake. Where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go find a different server because this dude is too fucking good. Remember camping? Yeah. Remember that? Like, that's not really a thing remember anymore. When, remember when people didn't like camping? Yeah. And now it is, like, 100% of all games is all camping? But, yeah.
1: I, I read a, I, I, I saw an article... Talking about this specific thing recently, and like before, how you would choose like server, like everything was like servers, right? And yep. it would be like, This server is, you know, no camping, whatever, whatever. This server is like hardcore, like, you know, come here if you want to, like, play it. But like, this right. server is new, new user friendly, and we've lost that. Like, now everything is like when you join an Overwatch game. You know, it's going to try its best to cue you against players of similar skill, but that's about it. Like, that's the only thing you have in common with those other players.
0: Yeah. um, And, you know, like skill-based matchmaking, I think, makes a lot of sense for for competitive games and all that sort of stuff. Um, But then again, I was typically someone who, unless I was looking for a certain mod, unless I was looking for a specific type of game. Yeah. um, Gun game. Yeah. Like, I am just looking for the lowest ping when it comes to a server browser like us west (laughs) three yeah like i very rarely was like looking at the names of servers to figure out like oh is this one no camping is this because like no camping is like a there were mods that would be like oh if you stand still for too long we kick you there you know and they would try to do stuff like that um but the idea of just like i run the server no cussing no camping like that doesn't i i I think that's hard to enforce and it just leads to a lot of weird stuff so I, i never really looked for that sort of stuff but games where you know that camping was the number one way to play uh sometimes i would just stop playing those games you know and, and kind of move on to different stuff but um i don't know i uh, it was always for me like you know i would get into a specific mod and then there would be like a six week period where i only wanted to play jailbreak or i only wanted to play like action half-life or action quake uh and, and sought out those servers until I kind of burned out on that game type and then moved on to something else. And then, you know, they would update Action Quake again and I'd go back to that for a while and, and you know, kind of kind of bounce around that way. Um, but I was always kind of just looking for new mods and just seeing what's out there. New models, new weird shit in, in those days. Uh, Quake and that sort of stuff. Like I was never looking for a community. Like I was not looking for friends. I was not looking to chat with other players. I was looking to play low gravity fucking rail gun uh you know just non-stop explosions uh all the time right uh and, and all that sort of stuff so yeah i, I don't know I, I think yes maybe we did lose a little something when we moved away from that into the skill-based matchmaking but mm, i don't know that was never always what i was looking for out of multiplayer experiences to begin with so so, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here.
2: Mm.
0: Staplegun says, if you took up game programming, what genre of game would you make? I'd like to make a fighting game.
1: <laughs> I think about yeah. this a lot. Like, what kind of genre? What kind of... You know what would be like the hooks, the gimmicks, that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's I, that sounds really hard. It sounds super hard, but
1: like so does every kind of game. Because like in a in a fighting game, I I wouldn't have to worry about a story necessarily. Like I, the it, the thing that interests me about game design most mm-hmm. is just the systems, like pure like the gameplay systems, how things interact with each other, like. How people can exploit them, et cetera, et cetera, right. and like a fighting game, it's just all systems. That's what it is, the whole game. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, look and, and other stuff make it enhance it.
0: But yeah, there's been some conversations I've had that have like veered into, or or like like I've I've picked up little tidbits of people talking about their philosophies for fighting game design, mm-hmm. talking to like you know, a guy like Seth Killian or or, or Adam Hart. Uh, And and some other people uh, along those lines who have just like in the middle of a conversation will say something that like I would have never fucking thought of when it comes to creating the roster for a fighting game. And like how you round it out and how you round a character out and all that sort of stuff that like really reminded me I have no fucking idea how to do that. (laughs) Right. Uh, Like that it's it sounds hard. Yeah. (laughs) Um but you know I, I just, it's it's a matter of focus, right? I think if you were if that's what you were working on and that's what you're focusing on, I think, I think you know, you could definitely pick that sort of stuff up. I think if I, you know, I would want to start with something simple um that I could kind of just wrap my mind around and get it done and just be like, "Okay, what's it feel like to do this project beginning to end?" You know, what's it feel like to 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 start developing a thing, probably realize that the thing is not actually that much fun and then what can I change to make it fun uh how do I draw the game out of it uh and 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 make it exciting uh I think those would be interesting problems to solve um and then at the end of the day it probably like I would probably actually start with like a top-down dual joystick shooter because that's something I I know something about um having played a whole lot of those and spent a lot of time thinking about that type of game um And there are a lot of them to compare to. I think there are a lot of bad ones. And I think I would definitely make a bad one.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah. My game would be shit.
0: Yeah. Like, I I don't think, you know, if I, if I like went off tomorrow and started making one of those, I don't think I would be able to make it good. Even if I had infinite amount, infinite amounts of money for art assets and whatever to make it pretty and sound good and all this other stuff. Like, I just, I don't think I would make a good game out of the gate. Uh, But that's probably the thing I would do first. To To try to, like, feel it out and go, like, what's this process feel like? Yeah. Um, let's take a call. Sure thing. we got a caller on the line. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you? Hello. My name is Robbie, and I'm from Akron, Ohio. Hi, Robbie. What's going on? So I've been
3: thinking about the movie Dust Till Dawn a lot lately. It's okay. the uh, Tarantino movie, and it's just one of my favorites because it's right in the middle of the movie. It just has a huge twist where it goes from being a psychological thriller to something completely different than that. Sure. Um, I don't want to spoil it. Check it out if you haven't seen it. But I guess my question is, what is the dusk till dawn of video games? Um, I was thinking myself, and the best thing I could think of was Nier Automata, just because you get the new mechanics, you add in the B playthrough, and even the changes in C and D run. But is there a game that has ever really had like a complete genre turn like dusk till dawn?
0: Huh. Thanks for your call. Uh, Hmm.
1: The only one, when I was screening this question, <clears throat> the only thing that came to mind for me was uh, Tales of Symphonia, not in that it has a genre change, but they set up a very straightforward kind of RPG story of, like, we need to get this priestess to these temples, and then we'll save the day. And then you find out, actually, like, you know, not to get too spoilery in case anyone is interested from the description, but you basically find out you've been, like, fucking up earth two in the process and like the game opens up and you're traveling between these worlds that you didn't even know existed um another one for plot wise that really blew me out of the water was uh a cu- uh, custom robo actually oh. for the gamecube yeah. because that one's revealed like several hours in that you're actually in a dome in like a post-apocalyptic world and like your dad was a, a cop who lived outside of the dome it's just this weird crazy transition huh but i can't think of any games that like do stuff with the gameplay
0: uh frog fractions uh is is probably one of the purest examples of that and that that, that even was like a good surprise uh too. So I, I kinda I, I could see see that kind of qualifying for that sort of stuff. So people in SAT saying brutal legend. That was I feel like that was a case of like the marketing telling you it was one thing and then the game being something very different. That was definitely that was a, a conversation I had before that game was out, before they had said what it was talking to someone who was at EA who had seen it. Uh and that person Just just like walking somewhere with that person and and just like, it's an RTS. That game's an RTS. And just being like, fucking, what are you, like, like being unable to parse what that even meant in the context of like what they had shown up to that point. And just being like, that, that doesn't, I, I, like, I, and I almost forgot that I had heard that information until I saw it in action Went like, oh, right. I knew this. And now it makes sense, that's except so for the weird. part where I think it doesn't make any sense at all, uh because I think that stuff's not not very good no um like yeah. why was that ever
1: the the game i,
0: I yeah that that's a good question I, I I assume someone has answered that at some point why that happened that way um because I, I think there's probably like i think there there's a lot of uh merit in the idea of like that type of genre mashup. Of like, hey, can we do this and do this, and can we have it pull out and blow your mind, and have it be this totally different thing, uh and and have this really, uh, you know, big twist or something like that? But like, it, you know, it, it's hard enough to nail one style of game. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like so many games don't even
1: get that right. The fact of putting two, yeah, different kinds of games in there. I know there has there has to be more. Examples like this, but nothing's really coming to mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, those, those are the ones that I've uh, I've seen for. Um, let's see, Pie town guy says, "What's the game you've consistently returned to for the longest period of time?" Hmm, hmm. I would probably say uh, Mortal Kombat two and three, and I guess not that. I, well, I guess it depends on what you mean by returned to like that is a game I like if you if you put me in front of that game right now I would happily play it. Um I guess like yeah, fi- fighting games are probably
1: the easiest go-to example for me for yeah. a question like this because you know, Third Strike, Street Fighter 2, even Street Fighter 4, I can go back to at any time.
0: Um I still play melee. uh Target Earth once every year year and a half or something i play super mario world once a year ish yeah um yeah those are probably the probably the ones for me uh you you got another call over there nope nope okay
1: all right your your senses were off that time. my senses were off i
0: don't know what it was that made me think that there was one when there wasn't it could have been anything yeah weird Uh, yeah um let's see here Cheeto Man says, I just spent $550 with tax on a console to play 18-year-old games enhanced in 4K. What was the stupidest purchase you have made? <laughs> Cryptocurrency. Yeah. I bought a Sony Airboard, which was a uh, portable TV. Uh, you know how cordless phones worked back when those existed where you had a base station and uh-uh. the phone was on it to charge? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would pick it up and walk around your house and it would get fuzzy in some areas. <laughs> yep. It was that, but a TV. Oh. So it had a base station, and you you could lift it up off the dock and walk around with it and watch television.
1: Basically, it was your toilet TV.
0: Yeah, and it was about $1,000 or so. I bought it in Japan because it looked like fancy, futuristic. I was like, man, that's cool. I got to get one of those. That's real dumb. Let's get one. And never stopped to consider that there was going to be quite a bit of latency on that screen sure so the idea of like oh i can i eventually like took it and set it up in my computer room where there was no tv and i'm like i'll use this as a tv and i'll hook my neo geo up and i hooked it all up and turned it all on and was like let's play the super spy and put it in and move the joystick and oh wait it didn't move oh 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 that's like a second and a half oh i can't do anything with this thing this was a horrible idea what have i done I'm a I'm a goddamn moron. This was the stupidest shit I've ever done. That's probably the stupidest shit I've ever done. Yeah, mine's not that bad. I still have it. Uh, it developed a bunch of lines down the LCD screen and stuff, and and I think all the batteries don't hold a charge anymore. Uh, but I, I do still have it somewhere. I was thinking about just throwing it out because it's not worth. It d- it's not. It doesn't work, and it's bad. And and also it ta- it wants like a coaxial screw in like it or, or rca at best it's not you know it's like composite Ugh. so you know it's pretty old yeah yeah not 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 uh, a, not a great purchase then did not hold up
1: second most awful purchase i ever made was uh, a box of a hundred frozen keto pizzas mm-hmm. i ate probably ate of them do you still have them all not all of them all the pepperoni ones the pepperoni got weird and discolored mm. um so i just have some of the cheese ones left
0: those sound like they'd be okay i'll i'll, I'll bring one in uh, okay it's ben's lens me eating one of your keto pizzas fuck yeah um pat graham says i bought a Tapwave zodiac right when it, right when it was released yeah that's a bad purchase <laughs> that version of tony hawk was pretty good though uh my understanding is that now we do have a call Jeff, I don't know why you would get that idea. I feel it in my bones. But we do. Great. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Ben and Jeff. This is Dave from Philadelphia. Hey, Dave. What's going on? What's on your mind? What's what's happening? Uh, I had a question. Uh, Let's get your guys' take on the recent trend of video games incorporating phones as the controller. uh, It seems that Jackbox Party Pack has been the only company to successfully uh, capitalize on that idea while the PlayStation PlayLink has failed to duplicate that success. Do you, any reason why you think that is? I mean, I think the reason is that they did a bad job of building their controller app (laughs) on the PlayLink stuff. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, honestly. Um, Thanks for your call. Um, Sure. I, yeah, I mean, the the PlayLink stuff is a specific app for each individual game that everyone has to download like, the Jackbox stuff is all in browser, which I think limits them in some cases. It can't be as dynamic and as multimedia and popping in your face and taking pictures of you and doing all the other shit that, like, the apps can do for PlayLink stuff. But also, with that PlayLink stuff, you then have to connect to the same Wi-Fi network as the <laughs> PlayStation. And it doesn't just work over the internet. Yeah. Um. So it's like the number of hoops you have to jump through for a thing. Like, the whole phone as a controller thing was designed... To make it easy for anyone, whether they play video games or not, to do the thing. If you're suddenly like, okay, hey, uh, all right. Uh, if you're like taking your aunt or, you know, your uncles whatever that don't play a lot of games and go like, all right, you got a phone. <coughs> Download this app. All right, now hang on. Now we need to, um, okay, connect. Get, the connect to the Wi-Fi? Connect to the Wi-Fi. Our Wi-Fi is weird here. So you, need, you just need to, I need to put the PS4 into Wi-Fi mode. And then you need to connect directly to that and that's a different password that's on the screen it's it the password is huge and way too long um hang on let's do uh mm, yeah like
1: i've been to maybe a half dozen parties where we broke into the jackbox games and not once has it been more confusing than someone to be like yeah you just go to this website and put this four digit code in right it's just, like, literally, even the, our least technologically savvy friends are able to do that because yeah. they know what that is. Yeah. And I would say uh, the biggest thing for me is probably the fact that, like, the games are not nearly as snappy, uh, the, yeah. the, the PlayLink the play stuff. Like, with, with the Jackbox stuff, even with, like, the tutorial on how to play, you're done with one of those in 15, 20 minutes. Right. Uh, and you've got like five more you can jump to, or you can just jump right back into that one. Yeah. With the play link stuff, uh, at least the two I was here for, I know you guys did one without me. It was like, it dragged and dragged. Yeah. Like yeah. it was, you know, it may not have been much longer than the Jackbox games, but it felt like an eternity longer because there's just yeah. a lot of needless, like... There's just a lot of stuff that could be cut out of the process, I think.
0: Totally. Uh, I think they get the pacing down all the way wrong on, on the PlayLink stuff that, uh, that I've tried. It's just... That stuff's a bad time. I, I don't think those games are great either. I mean, you know, so they do get the benefit of like, oh, you can take a picture of yourself and that'll go into the game. And also, like, they tried to do Mario Party-like stuff with that one, right? Where we're like rubbing stuff off the screen and tilting to steer and, you know, stuff that you can you probably can only do with a more direct connection than bouncing it up through the internet and back down um not worth it not worth it at all uh they're also not as charming no no not at all uh yeah new jackbox got announced they're put, yeah they're putting you don't know jack into it this yeah time, which they've done trivia games in there
1: before yeah i like i like monster murder trivia party or whatever that's called right yeah that was all right yeah so maybe okay. if they maybe if it's you don't know jack with like a little bit of a twist
0: I just want uh the I just want an expanded version of the shirt stuff. They haven't had cookie in any of these, have they? I don't think so.
1: I don't know for I sure, just, but I, I don't th- I don't believe they I have. I sure hope they get.
0: Him. Yeah, oh, I I I believe they You can't have
1: You don't know Jack without.
0: Cookie. Yeah. That's the full name of the game. You don't know Jack. You don't know unless, Jack unless you got Cookie. Um Twitch is selling, uh, Dr. M to the J says, Twitch is selling a $30 all-access Overwatch League Pass. It includes a unique multi-view, exclusive player interviews, in-game skins, Twitch icons and emotes, and lasts until the 2019 season. Do you think this will be successful, and what other games might do it? I think that's cool.
1: Like, for the people, that's, you know, that's been one of my things as somebody who's into competitive Dota. There's not enough things in these games that have the esports angle that are like for the really big fans like the people who want to spend a little more money and get a little more access see some cool things like i would love a dota pass that was like interviews with players like stuff like that because i watch a lot of like you know i could imagine if i was really into overwatch this would sound like awesome for me
0: uh, yeah, but I also think, like, you know, the eSports presentation hasn't really been locked in and perfected yet. So, on some level, I, I think some of this stuff might be better served as a free thing. Like, player interviews. Like, you know, humanizing the players, uh, which a lot of these Overwatch players seem very <laughs> human. Um, too human, in fact. Uh <laughs> And, 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 you know, like, like that sort of stuff I think is the stuff that you need to try to get people into the game in the first place. So putting that stuff behind a paywall sounds hard in skins and icons and emotes. Like, of course, like whatever. I, um,
1: I get it. But like at the same time that the fact that we can watch, like I can watch the international for free is crazy to me. Like you can watch Overwatch League for free. Like these events cost a lot of money to run.
0: Yeah. Put, and i mean they monetize they put ads on it right
1: I mean, yeah they put ads and stuff but like you're not watching you know you need a cable subscription to watch the super bowl you need like for wrestlemania you need a subscription for these
0: big like real sports events the super bowl i think has been streamed for free these past couple of years that's crazy they could make a lot of money if they didn't do that but they make so much money on the ads yeah i guess the, you know uh and also, they're probably worried that, like, people are moving away from regular television. Yeah. Or, or, or worried that more people will, I guess. Uh, it's not necessarily, like, a huge problem just yet, I guess, but it depends on who you ask.
1: Like, if these documentaries uh, and if the skins are good, like, if, if it's all good quality stuff, uh, I totally am supporting, supportive of it.
0: Yeah, I, I guess, like, I, I the things I, I maybe take a little... Uh, that I look at and go like, huh, this is, this is hard to charge for like a, a unique multi view. It says here, I, I don't know if that's like showing multiple games at once or something, but like, I think watching overwatch sucks. (laughs) I mean, I agree. Uh, I think that like if, if they are providing a better, cleaner way for you to watch overwatch and understand what's happening, like, Hey, you get access to a better spectator mode or something. I don't think that's it. Um, but like that would be dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Um, because I, I think that they need to find a way to make it easier for, people who do not play a ton of overwatch to watch that and understand where the match is at any given time. That was the stuff that like, when I was watching the international uh, for a couple of years there and maybe I'll watch it again someday, who knows, but like watching it and paying attention to the commentary. And then there was the one year where they did the kind of like new player friendly stream where the commentary was a little more uh, beginner friendly. Yeah. Like that is huge because like, and it got me to a point where at at that time, I could look at a Dota match and have a rough idea of who might be like ahead at a given time. Sure, you know, in terms of just like, oh, they've pushed these lanes this way, they've done this, they've done that, they're doing this. Uh, I don't understand the nuance, but in a broad spectrum, the same way with football, where's the ball on the field? Exactly. Yeah, like who, it's, it's who has here? momentum? Oh, uh, they're they they okay, they're getting close to scoring again. Yeah, like that. You have that in Dota, and you have the perspective to where where it makes sense
1: it's like fighting games too you can look right. at a, you can look at a match of a fighting game and understand who's winning
0: and yeah who's losing. whereas like if you're just watching fucking like robots blow up and, and fucking all the people in the weird out, third you, person yeah like, watching this around. this overwatch thing like i i think that i'm amazed at how much money has gone into the overwatch league and they didn't like i will nail say, this though,
1: stuff down i've gone to bars a couple times that have been hosting overwatch things and they're fucking packed
0: overwatch is a very popular game so yeah. you know like i think the the way they get by is so many people play overwatch that they can cheat and not have to not have to do the work yeah uh because they're able to just get people in the door and watching it uh because people play overwatch speaking
1: of of weird twitch deals have you have you noticed they're like big bit push lately so mm. they, rolled out, they rolled out the thing where you can watch ads on mobile right. and you get two bits for like a 30-second ad. Yeah. Um, they started selling like bit bundles where you can get like 300 bits for a dollar.
0: Um, I think it's like a one-time only thing for Twitch Prime people or something. Yeah, though, right? for, it's not for a, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Because I mean, that's like if, if
1: you don't know about bits, it's a way to like directly You don't know bits.
0: It's my Let me tell you about streaming my trivia game. <laughs>
1: um yeah, it's a it's a way to like directly support streamers that you like uh, outside of subscribing to them because right. you're basically just giving them like a hundred bits is a dollar, right? And Twitch yes. takes like
0: You pay you the, the buyer of the bits pays Twitch's cut up front. Okay. And then on the back end it is just one bit is one penny when you when you give it to someone, right. they just get a penny per bit.
1: So I I like that there's I mean Twitch uh, one of the biggest legit complaints I've heard about Twitch is they need to do more for their like mid-tier streamers, the ones who like don't have, you know, millions right. of, or hundreds of thousands of followers and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think that that's well. Also, you know, like other other platforms were doing this. Like people were streaming on Twitch but hooking into other donation services that were basically doing this. So yeah. like the Bits launch on Twitch seemed like a almost desperate act of like oh, we could be getting a cut of this ourselves. We need to develop this and cut off all these other platforms that are, I don't think they, they've like physically cut them off and prevent you from using them. but no, like, they just make it easy for bits. Exactly. Um, and, and they needed to develop their own thing just to counter these other things that were popping up around the edges of their platform. Um, so that thing launched in a way that, that seemed real, like, oh God, how come we don't have this? Oh God, we need this. Um. And the, the tokens thing has been done elsewhere on the internet. Yeah. You know, for years, for years, uh, that has been a, a way that other sites have operated with, uh, tipping live streamers and all that other stuff, uh, for a lot of, a variety of reasons. Legally. Uh, yeah, no, there's nothing illegal about it. Unless no. you're stealing a credit card or something like that. It's, pornography has its place. uh, so, yeah, it was weird to see Twitch finally just, like, close the loop on that and be like, no, no, we're just like that stuff.
1: <laughs> Somebody sent me a, an image of the all-access Overwatch uh, view, and it looks like it's a shot of the game, uh-huh. a shot of the big stage, and then two lo- smaller shots of each of the teams, just like them, the players at their computers.
0: Oh, that's not interesting to me at all. No. Yeah.
1: I, I, I wouldn't even want this for Dota.
0: Yeah. That's how you know it's bad. I wouldn't even want this for Dota. Uh, I'll
1: eat up any shit, Valve
0: puts in my mouth <laughs> uh let's see here uh carpet dmt says they made a conqueror's bad fur day game for the for the hollow lens can you conceive of a world in which you cover that kind of thing sure i don't know <laughs> like we don't have a hollow lens like I, i'm not you know we don't necessarily have the budget to go out and buy one and the demand isn't there uh for that type of coverage um but like as that market grows for AR stuff whether it's Magic Leap or HoloLens or some mixture of the two like yeah i think our coverage into the VR MR AR whatever whatever you want to call it these days uh space i think you know that stuff will continue to evolve as the as the market does you know and and as people are interested in that type of of coverage we'll continue to check in on it sure uh the HoloLens demo i got to do through is neat just the the field of view was was too narrow. I like the you know? idea of Hololens. It just seems impractical. Well, it, it seems like it's got specific use cases that aren't always going to be like super consumer friendly yeah. in in its current form, you know. But as like a first stage of technology that they primarily sell to developers, uh, just get people used to thinking about like, hey, what are the actual applications of yeah. this sort of stuff? Like, sure, yeah, totally. And then it'll take off, just like the Connect, yeah. Connect very big in industrial spaces. Sure, not real. I mean, I don't even think it's really that big there anymore either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that stuff's cool. I I play a lot of VR stuff in my spare time just to try to keep up on that stuff. We don't always cover everything uh, that I try because it's you know kind of hit and miss about that stuff. I think a lot of that stuff doesn't necessarily always show super well. Right. Um, but you know, I I try to at least keep up with kind of the the bigger things happening over there. Uh, just to kind of check in and see, like, oh, you know, what is there anything we really need to be showing people? And it's just like, eh, doesn't always seem like there is, but it's still happening. I, I think it'll all get there someday, and it'll be pretty rad. Yeah, I think so. I think this is the closest it's ever been,
1: and yeah, like tech is accelerating at such a pace where
0: we're we're close.
1: Yeah, I mean, not maybe not like months or years out, but we're close relatively
0: yeah closer than we've ever been before sure yeah you know like i don't know i just i wonder who will get there if it's you know if it ends up being magic leap and stuff like that that's the thing i I would really like to see magic leap for myself having tried Hololens and you know spent a lot of time doing vr stuff uh like the stuff i've heard about magic leap i I really want i would like to see it for myself at some point yeah Hmm. um Let's see here. Let's see if I got any more questions here. That, that might be it for us here. Uh, Tactical Ogre with the final question here. How often do you role play your character in single player games? Like choose to eat food at certain times of day, walk in a nice area rather than run, etc. Uh Almost never, but in God of War, I find myself putting my ax away quite a bit. Huh. Which, you know, there's no real great reason to do that but it just makes more sense that Kratos would pull his axe out when it's time to fight. So I I find myself doing that instinctively or something.
1: Yeah, I I don't do it a ton, but like Fallout on a second playthrough, I might might start to do it more where Mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, this character, you know, only uses this kind of weapon and like has an affinity towards like against humans. So I'll just like, you know fuck around with that a little bit but yeah. net, rarely ever do i make that like my prime directive yeah
0: yeah it's, it's just not my thing it's not not really how i approach uh games and then oh a little vr follow-up here carpet mt says lone echo check it out i did i played like a fair amount of lone echo didn't really do anything for me um yeah it's kind of you know it is what it is all right i think that's gonna do it for us here on the after show turn that shit up yeah yeah Oh yeah. There it is. That just feels good. We'll be back next week with take your calls and questions and stuff. Yeah. We'll see you then. Thanks, Ben. Thanks,
1: Jeff.